Sports. I'm Sean Majors here with Matt Hankins. Matt! Week Zero! Question for you. Just hitting you bald with no preparation. As Alabama fans, are we past the curse of the Alabama field goal kicker? It feels like the team who... It feels like we are the team who has moved on from the era of high-profile kicking gaffes. Here is what I honestly believe. Has the fan base done the same? As a man of the data, Mm -hmm. as a stats man, as a man that visualizes... You're a stats man! Hit it, stats man! (laughs) (laughs) Um, As a man that visualizes data for a living, here is what my research has told me. Defensive play... And field goal kicking are inverted. (laughs) So, the answer is, if the defense is as good as I think they could be, the field goal kicking will be horrendous. I'm a stats man! Uh, (laughs) um, I like to chart them. I like to graph them. I like to plot them. And I'm gonna swat them. Yeah, I'm a stats man. Oh, I was. Yeah, I was going John Scatman Carruthers, uh, not Mr. Ass. Were you doing Mr. Ass? I was first. I did the sax man from Lonely Island. Oh yeah, did, yeah, 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 yeah. Then I did the ass man. Oh, there was a, in our pre-production meeting. We were talking about the time <laughs> we went to see Roger Waters. <laughs> um, that's got to be the number one saxophone gig in the world. Is being Roger Waters saxophonist because dude has to work four or five times a night <laughs> and every time he does it is all spotlights go to saxophone <laughs> like he, he's three or four times he is the center of the largest production concert that is going right now there are so many lights and bells and whistles and this dude just gets to really get in there and lay it in womp, womp, womp. <laughs> not a bad gig <laughs> um Saw the saw the violent films. I'd like to get that guy on the podcast. I mean, we can try. I, I saw the violent films a couple years ago, and their saxophonist uh, had a saxophone that was uh, two and a half stories tall. <laughs> Did not un- a, understand why. Ripping a hot baritone. Ripping a hot baritone. Crazy ki- kicking stat I found on uh, Reddit on the Roll Tide subreddit. Crazy kicking stat, walk-off field goal since 2006. Alabama won on a walk-off field goal three times in 2005. Since then, Auburn, uh, Alabama, sorry, I'm forgetting about my favorite basketball team. Alabama has played 221 games in 16 seasons, winning 189 of them. Not a single win has come on a walk-off field goal. There have only been three chances. Arkansas 2006 missed the first uh, field goal in overtime. 2013 was the kick six, and 2017 missed the field goal against uh, Georgia. Georgia, yeah. Like, to answer your original question, if it is game-winning field goal, Alabama kicker lines up 
I have already said, well, it's not going to happen. This ain't going. Like, <laughs> I have no faith. I don't even know that I. I'm going to say a terrible thing here, guys. It's going to be a terrible thing to say. But Cancel say Hankins. Cancel Hankins. I don't even know if I'd accept it as a victory if it did go in. Because if you just got to hit a field goal, I don't think you even won the game. Yeah, it always seems a little... I don't like, even trust an extra point. I don't trust a tying extra point either. It's definitely more annoying when you lose by a walk-off field goal than when you yeah. lose by, like, you know, not giving a goal line stand. Um, yeah, and not that, like, good, good special teams, good field goal play is... Uh, dependent on walk-off field goals, but that's seems like most teams would have more than zero walk-off field goals in the last 16 years. Especially a team with as much success as Alabama has had in a, in a tight conference where you know you're going to get a game every year. Yeah. That is, or when you're playing in a lot of playoff games that theoretically would be close. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so personally, I was personally uh, reached out to by a, a longtime listener of uh, the uh, the show. People forget we are just now not in just our 256today.com iteration. We have been doing this uh, for about five and a half years now. Um, and uh, I'm go- I have been allowed to report that sources close to SEC shorts unearth videos from Auburn marching band ba- band banquets. The jokes are retreads. They've been doing the same stuff literally since 2003. <laughs> so, okay, th- but this this not only does it confirm a suspicion that we had, it also opens up a little bit of the origin story. We had wondered aloud if they started kind of as a YouTube thing whatever. It sounds like they started then as a thing that just was booked by colleges to come in and do little event little event <laughs> um this is uh again in our opening of our um uh feud with sec shorts um it won't stop until one of us are dead um mm-hmm. in the ground um not funny can't wait to see what they're gonna come out with next uh can't wait to see what the brain trust comes up with week zero um i think it's just gonna be we're probably going to have to... Pre- okay, all right, let's do this. Let's do this right now, Shani. Let's do this right now. Please, just write in SEC shorts? <laughs> yes, we're going to partial... I'm going to predict a joke Okay. that SEC shorts will do, and I want you, Sean Majors, to give me the over and under, or to pick an over and under. I'm going to put the joke number at five. Over or under five times if... Vanderbilt beats Hawaii oh. over or under five individual episodes that will feature Vanderbilt wearing a lay. <laughs> I think that'll be under because they will, they'll do it once and they will move on to the same old shtick. You know, maybe like at the end of the season, They'll do the same airport joke because they just retread everything they always do. Not that they were uh, any of their jokes were funny in the first place, but they'll be like a Vanderbilt, quote unquote, which will just be the little guy with a Vanderbilt jersey on and a lay saying, hey, but we beat Hawaii. And he, maybe he'll his boarding pass will say like one in 12. 
Okay. One in 11. All right. Shawnee's taking the under. Um, vastly taking the under um, because... Probably because Vanderbilt's not going to beat Hawaii. Nobody beats Timmy Chang in Honolulu. I just, man, the, like, it would be a good bit if they actually sustained that joke throughout the season. For that reason, definitely one time. Because SEC Shorts (laughs) is unfunny, unoriginal, lazy, and terrible. And they have a sponsor and a spokesperson, which, by the way, is the czar of college football. Czar of college football. Soon to be the czar of the NFL, though. Oh my God! By the way, let's let's talk about some deals. Let's talk about some broadcast deals because the Big Ten just signed their life away through 2030, and Urban Meyer. This is old news, but Urban Meyer's back on Fox, and I can't wait to see him. Here's the thing about Urban. Meyer. I'm a big Urban Meyer guy now. Why not? Why not? Here's the thing about Urban on the Fox coverage. He's a perfect fit. The best. Like that that whole panel is kinda douchey. Um, yeah. It's it's <laughs> it got less douchey Fox. when he left though. It's it's Fox, and I'm not saying this as a political statement. No, Fox Sports is I'm a completely not. different thing. But like but well, I mean they, you know, they're they're they are the anti-ESPN. Like yeah. that is what they're trying to do. They want to have a different edge to them Agreed. than ESPN does. And Urban fits it. <laughs> like that show was better when he was on it because he's another he's king of the frat bros come home. Like whew. and he he's got the hardware. Now, the real question is Oh, he's got the hardware. Do they, do they give him the business for like 2 weeks? No, there's no way. There's no way. I guarantee you that was in his contract. Like, no mention that time I tried to put a thumb of a young woman's butthole through a pair of jeans in my own bar. I would loosen loosen my stance on Urban Meyer if he had the gumption to go on that show and just let him beat him up. Oh, 100%. I would be. Like, if he said. Definitely. If he understood, if he had the wherewithal to understand that I've got to go take some lumps yeah. from this to make this work, just get it out of the way. Yeah. And they just and he they just beat him up and they kept and I don't even mean I don't, I'm not predicting they get into the any of the personal stuff, but like if everything like, well, coach you yeah. you know what it's like to be one in twelve, coach. Yeah, what yeah, would yeah. you like yeah. if, if those kind of jokes, if those things happen, or if they reference a kicker getting, what would you do to that kicker if he missed that field goal, Coach Urban? Like, if that happens, yeah. then I, I will at least say that he has grown in some ways to be the butt of the joke. That that would show a level of growth from Urban Meyer that I do not expect. Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't expect that um, either. Uh, of course, you don't want it to turn into the let's make fun of Urban show every single time. Not, but like get it, but get it done. Yeah, like yes, yeah. one and done. done. Totally yeah. agree with that. Let a joke lie. Um, also, and this is this is the this is internet talking. You know how much I hate it, but it did bother me. We're internet talking right it, now, baby. But I hate to treat the internet like it's real, but it did strike a negative chord with me mm-hmm. to hear that music and see Big Ten football. Yeah, it didn't feel right. Yeah, no, I get it. it. I did get not it. feel. I right. get it. I get it. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, man. I am looking forward to the season so much. There are so many like storylines we 
We, All right, I, I got to say something here, Shawnee. Please. And I, this is, I'm not, it, it's a joke, but I don't mean, this is not mean. I'm not being mean. I mean, why stop you, now? My friend, Sean Majors. Okay, I just need you to, I need you to hear me all the way out before you respond. Um, Johnny Majors, no longer with us. Imagine Johnny Majors trying to navigate when SEC games are on some streaming network. Oh, my God. <laughs> How many times would you have to log in and out of a streaming app? Oh, my God. I don't want to think and about like, that. And I, I say that as an example, but that is a real thing. I, I, I listen to a lot of Levitard, and um, um, Jessica Smetana was talking about trying to tell her parents, or maybe even grandparents possibly, um, how to see the Notre Dame games on Peacock. Oh, God. And the struggle that that is. And like Peacock, especially because the interface is not user-friendly in the slightest. But that is something that a lot of us are going to have to go through when everything shakes out and a lot of these big networks have um, have the, the, when the streaming networks have the football. It is going to be tough sledding out there, folks. So you better bone up on your IT bedside matter. Imagine... My dad trying to log in, finally logging in to like the Fox Sports app on a. And it's terrible, and it's real bad. On a smart TV, and then he sees Gus Johnson. And it's real bad. It's real bad. And like, there's somehow he gets it set on. Um, they they have a channel that is just going to pipe in Gus Johnson commentary, no matter who's doing the game. <laughs> the uh, no, he would he would straight up just turn on the radio. Well, it, they, well, this year that's gonna that suck is, too. That is honestly it. That's gonna suck this year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't even. I don't want to think about it. I hadn't really thought about that, but that's gonna be terrible because there are many times, not many times. There's certainly times during the year where either I will be not at the TV because of wrestling, and I will have to listen to Eli. And I don't look at it as a downside. Like I enjoy it. I enjoy oh, 100%. Yeah, no. I enjoy the feeling of listening. Now, I hate it when it's a tight ball game like LSU in what was that 2018 17 whatever year LSU won the title. That game Eli had to bring it to me and it was tough. He but still better than most, man. Thank God. Thank God for Eli Gold because I mean, he still cares. Yeah. And I can who is actually taking is it Chris Stewart that's taking over for him? I assume it's Chris Stewart. I think that's what uh former host Freezer told us was going to happen. Um I, well, I I don't he didn't say Chris Stewart. He said that awful guy from the basketball who yells a lot. Oh, that's Chris Stewart. <laughs> that's Chris Stewart. <laughs> I wouldn't say he's awful. But, but I do I do get to hear more radio broadcast than maybe the average bear because I'm out wrestling a lot on the weekends. And so I go through Sirius to get whoever I can get. Um, and there is a staunch difference between people that have, uh, you know, guys, longtime guys that have retired or passed away um, and the younger guys coming up. And it's just so different. I'm not saying the young guys are bad, but when you turn on a college football game, you expect a certain timber and cadence to a voice, I, and when you don't have it, it is inferior. I think we may have lost it. I don't know who is a good local, like, school dedicated caller. And, like, yeah. frankly, we're not going to – of course I don't because I don't listen to the local Michigan one or the local Utah one right. or the local Rutgers one. Like, um, But 
Eli Gold knows how to call a game, and I think Chris Stewart does as well. And I think, you know, a lot of people in the SEC, like, working in that arena do. They wouldn't have the jobs that they didn't. But, man, I I, I think there's just this generation has a, like, because it's us. It's us doing it. Is. It is. It's us. And we want to do we want to do internet stuff and we want to be clever and cool and and that's not what I want from that position. Um there and and we're also that's the thing is we're in we're in the weird gap where the guys we grew up with are still doing it in a in a big degree, but they're getting very old and so there's not a transitional. You just go to there's there weren't guys because those guys did it so long. There's not a 64-year-old dude who can carry us the next 15, 20 years because he never had a chance because these other guys had it and went on. Um, I mean, it's like, give me give me your Dennis Millers, your Rush Limbaugh's, your Stephen A. Smith's. Your Tony Kornheiser's. Your Bill Walton's. Like, give me the best. <laughs> All right, there have been some bad ones. Man, how did they give Dennis Miller a job? I don't know what they were thinking. I really well, they tried that experiment twice and it did not work. And so they, so the the result was the most boring Monday Night Football team that ever. Imagine, existed. imagine like Daniel Tosh, like calling a. But Shawnee, it won't be long. No, it, like that's going to. It won't be Daniel that's Tosh because be, he's already over the hill. But imagine Young that, Gravy calling yeah, a SpongeBob like, game. That's where we're gonna go <laughs> because. All right, I'm I'm going to tread lightly here. I'm going to tread very lightly. But Gus Johnson, whom you hate for this exact reason, why people think you hate. I him. actually don't hate um, Gus Johnson at all. That's there a was lot. one time a lot. when <laughs> he was yelling a lot. But the Gus Johnsons of the world, um, people, there are a certain group of people who will never like that, and so you don't get a lot of those guys. Mm. Um, you get a lot of same and samer. Um, yeah. And that seems to be where we're going, but same and samer now is just not as good. And Gus They're Johnson is good. good at his job. I mean, he is engaging. He actually does. Like, I think he's great for that crowd. Um, I think the SEC might be look like SEC fans might look for a little bit more boring, like a Musburger or a Lundquist. Whereas, yeah, and, and I'm okay with that too. I'm not saying that everybody's got to be bombastic, but. I think I think the difference is if you are old and you have a great voice, yeah, then I will accept whatever you give me. Yeah. But if you are young, you need to have something other than um sounds like a podcast guy. Yeah. <laughs> like Pretty I, much, yeah. I need a broadcaster in that seat, and I don't know that we're gonna have a lot of broadcasters in that seat. There's not gonna be uh, I think it's a dying breed, but thankfully those listening right now have to A plus world class major league top drawer broadcasters bringing you a little bit of the lighter side of predictions um, <clears throat> for the upcoming college football season. We have, and of course, thanks always go out to Freezer for putting together our uh, our spreadsheet here. Um, you know, we talked about the field goals, uh, the uh, long journey, uh, the sad history that Alabama uh, football has had with field goals. Um, kicking off our little bit kookier predictions of the college football season, uh, what will be the shortest field goal that Alabama 
will miss this year? Uh, 44. You have 44. I say 39. I think that's, uh, you know, split the difference. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's probably just going to be 21. Because we're, we're not kicking field goals this year, guys. We're not doing it. Um, newly minted spokesman for Dr. Pepper, Bryce Young, is going to be putting it in the end zone all year long. <laughs> if I see Bryce Young's uh, with the boz on a, on a Dr. Pepper commercial, well, you're going I'm to. I'm way into it. He's in Fansville. You're going to. Um, we've done this in previous years. You know, being just an Alabama fan can be boring. It's hard to be humble when you're from Alabama. Say the phosphorescence. Mm-hmm. Matt Hankins, who do you stand? Who is your side piece this year? Um, it's, we always choose a different team every year. I don't. It's the one I always go back to. I will take a year off just because I have to. But, like, in real life, I do root for Texas in most scenarios. Keeping Austin weird. I love Austin. Um, I say once a year, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm moving to Austin. Mm-hmm. I say it once a year. Mm-hmm. Just said it this weekend. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, te- I didn't like this year is even better because I do. You should really move to this. Austin, by the way. <laughs> I definitely should move to Austin. I should. Um, I love Steve Sarkeesian. I wish he was the coach in waiting at Alabama. I truly do. Love Star- well, Steve Sarkeesian. I love his offense. Never say never. I love those cool white pants that he wore yeah. last year before the uh, the shootout. Um, when I saw his wife, I was stunned <laughs> and then very excited. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I, I do. I think Texas, while I don't think they're back, I think they'll be exciting. And they've got the thing in college football that I always love the most. Best player on the offense is running back. That's always going to get me. Yeah, um, it is. Honestly, it's tough to root, root against them in games that aren't against Alabama. I mean, it, it's Sarkeesian. He had the, you know, from rags to non-alcoholic uh, story. Um, he had the, uh, you know, he, he went away. He came back, gave Alabama, you know, some of the some of the brightest days we've seen in the Saban Dynasty. It's hard not to root from them uh, for them, especially when the head coach of their rival is an indirect rival of Alabama's. Yeah, yeah, he's from the Evil Empire, and Sark. If Bo Scarborough doesn't break his leg, Sark beats those rat bastards and wins the national championship. Yeah, on one day of on one week of preparation. <laughs> um, <clears throat> who do you not stand? You got to pick one. Oh shit, my bad. Uh, I am so high on Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss this year. I, I don't blame. I you. love everything they're doing. I I am like so bought into Lane Kiffin. I've like he might be the the most the the quickest one eighty I've done on any personality in college football <clears throat> in 30, 35 years of following the sport. It's just I, I love what he's doing at Ole Miss. I think. Uh, like he's finally grown into his own. He was given the reins of the Oakland Raiders at like 27. Of course he's going to turn into an asshole. Um, yeah. I love what he's turned into. And I, I think my reaction anytime somebody else brings him up in a negative light is hilarious. Cause it's like, I don't understand why everybody hates like 
<laughs> and it's because I'm an Alabama fan. Like, there's that's the only reason. Yep, that's 100. But I, and the other thought, I think we love a redemption story. We do, and it's the same thing with Sarkeesian, honestly. Like, yeah, it's the same thing. It's it's a lot of the same stuff. And like Lane grew up to a degree. And like when you hear him talk, like he's he's going to say something goofy now and again. Every the time, popcorn thing made big. But at the heart of it, like I think he really appreciated his time at Alabama, and I think it really helped him. And I, I'm not I'm not against him. I want to beat the brakes off of him, but of course. everything else he can go do fine in. Um, <clears throat> what probably hates Auburn too. So <laughs> can't imagine why not. Uh, what, uh, what team do you not stand? What team, uh, that you love that, you know, the America is going to fall in love with this year that you are just not going to get on board with? Whoever has the hot punter. Oh, yeah. I'm done oh, with my this God. wacky internet nonsense. The, it's, it's, oh, it's the, the punt God. It's the Colquitt syndrome. No. Yeah, I'm finished. I, whoever has the punter that everybody falls in love with. No, I'm out. I mean, if that means there's multiples, I'm out on multiples. <laughs> you know, I put UCF, but I think I had more meant uh, whatever team we just Gus Mouse on. Yeah, whatever team we crowned uh, in like 2018, uh, just for doing the bare minimum and the worst possible, like other five conferences. Um, you know, that might seep into the Power Five this year. It might be Nebraska. Like, you know, you picked them to win the, the Big 12, the Big 10 last year. Big 12? Big 10. Big 10 last year. Or uh, at least they're uh, going to the, the conference uh, the conference championship. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be – it's it's always going to be one of those teams where it's like, fuck this team. They haven't played anybody. One thing that UCF did do was I think they – they made it harder for future UCFs. Um, well, Cincinnati lost a lot of players, and that's why people are not jumping on that bandwagon. Like, that thing lasted for as long as it did, and it's dead. Nobody it's unsustainable. Is and it's, Cincinnati. it's unsustainable, and it's not their fault. It's not the program's fault. It's it's NCAA's fault. It is fault. in the case of UCF. Well, yeah. It's in, the, in the case of UCF, it was 100% their fault. Um, so... In, in in a safe space, if we're putting each other in a safe space right now, we are millennials. G, G, uh, G, G, oh my God, what is the word? Geographic. <laughs> we're very old millennials. I forget the word. It starts with a G. Geriatric. Uh, geriatric. Geriatric millennials. I don't accept that, gang. I don't care where you draw the line. I throw up the X every day. Straight gin. Just like I was in this argument two weeks ago. Just like the one, two, three kid. Just like the one, two, three kid. Um, millennial safe space pick. No razzing allowed because of our own feelings. I'll start off. The University of Kentucky will win the SEC East. Oh no! You fell in the trap. Oh, I can't say a word. I can't say anything about my it. My feelings, sir. I can't say any. Oh, my feelings hurt. I mean, uh, you know, it probably won't happen. But I don't think there's anybody else. It's either going to be Georgia or Kentucky. And if Kentucky somehow gets past Georgia, 
Benny Snell ain't walking through that door. <laughs> Jared Lorenzen ain't walking through that ain't door. Walking, ain't walking walking through any door. Because oh. he's fat or dead? I think he passed away. That was not a joke on his size. He did. He's, he has passed away. Tim Couch ain't walking yeah, through yeah, that yeah. door. Yeah, if Derek Abney <laughs> ain't walking through that door. Um, your safe space pick. The U is back. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! I'm, I'm totally. It's all about the U. Totally. It's all about the U. and I will hate them six weeks into the season, but they are indeed. Back. It's crazy. I don't know why. I am rooting for the U this year. Um, George Teague uh, just got verified on Twitter, by the way, and uh, tweeted some uh, asking his his fans to at Lamar Thomas. Meow. <laughs> yeah. He he uh, he posted some goofy picture of himself and asked people to caption it, and it was just like what Gino Toretta sees, what Lamar, <laughs> like what makes Lamar Thomas like scared at the fifteen yard line, shit like that. But George Teague, good. I would have said you know something that strikes the fear in the heart of Terrell Owens at uh, at midfield at Jerry World, baby. <laughs> Still, he he didn't square that hit up well enough for me to really yeah, stand by. He didn't. He didn't. Well, you know, I mean, he's taking on taking on a big star, you know, literally. <laughs> um, the get off my lawn trends you don't want to see at any point this season. Oh, this was easy. This came to me as soon as I read the header. This this image shot into my head, and I knew immediately that I was already done. Because usually um, at the beat, like th- this is this is where we anticipate like a fad that has come uh, uh, surfaced, you know, uh, over the summer, um, like the Face app a couple years ago, God. shit like that. Like and how like you know, let's get the kids in on it. Like there's always going to be a TikTok. I think last year was our TikTok dance was get off my lawn. Anyway, your get off my lawn trend you don't want to see at any point this season. When there are multiple players in a game Mm -hmm. that have automobile NILs. Okay. I do not want to see animated graphics of these players with big giant heads and tiny little cars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Having a race, like how many yards? How many yards they pay, they've uh, passed for? Yes, and like in their in their respective nil car. I do not want to see. Like that. Zach Calzada has like Ford, and Bryce Young has like Chevrolet. And then there comes Bijan in his Lamborghini. Oh shit! And Will Anderson in his Porsche. No man. The Texas, the Texas Alabama game will probably be the first time that this is possible. Um, I'm on board if or the race to the Heisman and they're in their respective. Sure, sure, sure. I'm on board if Miles Brennan is involved and it's just all the deals he signed without playing a game. Just eating raisin canes in a Hummer. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. It is the dream. Maybe listen to some Young Gravy. You keep saying that like I know what it is. You know who Young Gravy is. Uh, If Young Gravy was sitting beside me, I wouldn't know who he was. Mike Gundy in the impending love fest. We will get... Well, you better get ready, pal. We will get to this uh, when we get to our championship playoff predictions. But uh, the end is nigh, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not NILs. It's not conference expansion contraction. It's not 
the transfer portal. Uh, you can do it multiple times now. College football. The end of the sport we love will begin this year when Mike Gundy finally wins Oklahoma State's second conference championship and makes the playoffs. Uh, the, I believe last week I said the first of four conference championships. Um, get ready, folks. The mullet's coming back. It is. It is. You, the, the pokes will be wearing mullet wigs all in the stadium under big cowboy hats. It's coming. They're gonna beat Oklahoma. They're gonna beat Texas. Shawnee, let me let me let me throw this out there. Let me put this out there. Mm-hmm. What if? What if? Some topic comes up socially. Cool topic. And we all think we know how Mike Gundy's going to react to this topic. Mm-hmm. What if he goes the other way on you? Oh, honestly, his his political what I assume his political persuasions are don't factor into my hatred. Oh no no, I am not accusing you of that. He's he's just a, he's not, a fucking clown. I'm not accusing you of that. I'm just saying, what if Mike Gundy does a 180 on something and it tugs at your bleeding heartstrings? Does that change anything? I would get more annoyed because it wouldn't help the cause. Uh-huh. And it would just be blatantly for recruiting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably that. <laughs> but once I got past, it definitely wouldn't move the needle in his in, in his direction, that's for sure. The guy's a fucking clown. And he he is he is the rich man's Mike Leach. What if he does that dance again? <sighs> He's doing the dance, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I hate it. I hate the the Twitter dance. Mike Gundy did a dance on Twitter about three years ago. Look it up. Don't send it to me. Will Texas be officially back by the end of this season? This is a question we ask every year. We're not just singling it. We talked a lot about Texas. It's not it's not because Alabama's playing them uh, September third. No, nope. we have asked this question for many years. Running. Will Texas officially be back by the end of the season? By the end of the season, I think for the first time ever, I get to say, yes, by the end of the season, Texas will indeed, much like the U and much like Beantown, (laughs) be back. Um, Definitely going to say no, because that fit, I I can't say yes and fit into my Oklahoma State narrative, but. No, no, I I don't think Texas needs to win the Big 12 to be back. I think if Texas were to lose to Alabama and maybe do a split with Oklahoma State and they lose the the conference championship game. Oh, if they make if they make it to the conference championship, I I agree that they will be. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I don't think they're going to do that. I think it it will actually be Oklahoma State Oklahoma. Going to the playoffs. Um, you know, this has been very Auburn light. I apologize for our Auburn listeners. Um, but we are going to the playoffs where Auburn is also not included. Um, <laughs> your four teams that are going to make it to the playoffs. Hit me, Hankins. Alabama and Ohio State. That of course, is a given. Of course. Anyone not picking those two teams is either a legitimate fortune teller or just contrary. Sure. Um, 
like there's no evidence that suggests that those two teams won't be there. Now, it really comes down to the other two. Um, a lot of people are going to say Georgia's going to be there because they're very good. Um, people are going to pick Clemson because they have a, a good history. They had a down year. They should bounce back. Probably won't um, win the ACC, though. Good, good chance that they don't. Um, but I'm here to tell you, it is the Pokes, the Cowboys of Oklahoma State, and the University of Southern California Trojans. You know, that's so crazy. <clears throat> um, so we both picked Alabama and we both picked uh, Ohio State. Both picked Oklahoma State. Um, and last week we talked about this. I picked Utah to win the, the Pac-12. You picked USC. So we both picked Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma State, and the Pac-12 winner. Um, that means the playoff selection committee this year is going to, if we are correct, <clears throat> look over a non-conference champion to let in one of those piddly yep. little little folks like Utah. So Because the reason why I picked both Utah and Oklahoma State is because I couldn't decide who to leave out for Georgia. And I think and I hope that the playoff selection committee would do the same thing this year. Because I think you got to keep these conference champions, uh, champions in. Well, I couldn't care less about a conference championship. I just couldn't. It's all I think about uh, it. Because, because there's the Pac-12 is a conference and the ACC is also a conference. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this year we have the biggest chance of – the ACC actually being a little top heavy and beating each other up. Really? And you might get to a title game where each team has two losses going into it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, and you know, that's why I I kept an ACC team out of there. Whereas either Utah or USC, I honestly don't know who else in that conference, whoever wins that game. Um, That seems to be the only real loss that either of those teams should have for football reasons. Yeah. And I just think, and also I do think the committee has to hear the noise at some point. They're humans. They have to hear the noise at some point. Um, And this business of putting two SEC teams in all the time. (laughs) Literally all the time. Going to get old. Yeah. And so they will be looking for any excuse to not do that. And if you have a Utah or USC that is 11 and 1. Yeah, and if you have a Utah especially, yeah. theoretically, if they're playoff eligible, that means they would have beaten Florida. Yeah. They would have likely beaten a Heisman candidate in USC. Yeah. Utah has some meat on the bone to make a case for themselves. If Cincinnati was able to ride this wave and get in last year, mm. then I think the doors are open for a couple of the conferences, or the Pac-12 being the conference who has not been represented that much, to get in Oof. Uh, champion championship game and winner. Alabama, Ohio State get there because it is Alabama's annual right to be in the title game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this year Ohio State takes it twenty eight to nineteen Woo! because of a missed extra point. <laughs> <laughs> a missed extra point that was nine points. Um, Alabama will definitely, uh, beat Utah 
in the opening round of the playoffs. But your Oklahoma State Cowboys are going to find a way to beat Ohio State and lose by a hair to Alabama in the championship. In a game that will somehow also simulcast on OAN. <laughs> 34 to 29. It's going to be. To a giant number. <laughs> I mean. You know, Shawnee, I'm looking at this. We didn't. We skipped over the Southeastern Conference, so we got to wrap it back up to that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, well, you know, there's not much to discuss there, right? So, uh, teams, we've already kind of uh, gone through the conference championship. Um I believe we both think it's going to be Alabama and Georgia, right? Yes. Yes. Who's going to win that game? Uh, Alabama. Um, do you do you think it's going to be easy? Do you think it's going to be like somewhere in between the the SEC championship last year and the championship game last year? Um, Georgia is a complete unknown. It's so nuts. It's so nuts. Full of unknown because unknowns. It's full of unknown, like, we don't know what Georgia, well, our only historical example of Georgia after winning a national championship is it took them 40 years to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what history tells us. They put a lot of dudes in the NFL. 15? That team has to completely flip from being defensive focused to offensive focused, and they do have a lot of firepower offensively. Sure. They do. Um we don't know if they have the quarterback to take advantage of that completely. I think they might. Um, they might. They might. They might. They very well might. Um, did we see Stetson Bennett in peak form last year, or did we see him uh, with another level to go? If he if he gets another level on him, then they might be his team that scores forty six, and they 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 might look a lot like Alabama has over the last couple sure. of years. And you see a lot of forty six to twenty eights. Yeah. Just the gentleman's blowout. Yeah, um, that could happen. I don't think it will. I think Georgia is going to have some struggles along the way. Um, so I think that Alabama will beat them by a couple scores if everybody's healthy and everything's fine. I think they get beat by a couple scores. So I think it will look more like the SEC championship game last year did. Um, but yeah, there's just so much we don't know about Georgia. Yeah, no, you're right, and it. I think it really does kind of center around uh, Stetson Bennett because, I mean, if he does improve, and Lord knows he has over the past two years, um, you know, it Georgia could just run the gauntlet, or you know, they could go nine and three. The I think the worst thing for Georgia is that Bennett struggles early, yeah. and the murmurs start growing. And then, you know, you... Uh, go to the backup. Yeah. Go to the backup. like Which is insane in a national championship winning quarterback senior year. <laughs> Saw it happen at halftime of the national championship game one time. Worked out that time. Worked out pretty well. Oh, God. Wouldn't that be terrible? It wasn't his senior year, but... Yeah. Gets to the SEC championship game. Oh, my God. Stetson Bennett struggles. And that, they have to go to the backup. And Stetson Bennett oh the fifth. God. Oh, my God, no. His kid who owns another dealership. <laughs> um, team. Man, just before we go on, I just do want to mention the insanity of. Insanity. Tua comes in to win the national championship game. Jalen comes in to win the SEC championship game the following year. That's crazy. It's nuts. 
That's a vanilla sky scenario. There's there hasn't been anything less than high drama over the past sixteen years. There really hasn't. I mean, I mean, Nick Saban is in tears at the end of the game, talking about how proud he over is a meaningless conference championship. Literally a meaningless conference championship. Which, uh, which <laughs> honestly is one of the more meaningful seasons as an Alabama fan. We didn't win the championship last that year. No. I mean, got crushed yeah. in the title game, like destroyed. Yes, after destroying Oklahoma. Um, your hot take that is on the record for the South Eastern Conference. Josh Heupel. Yeah. More like Josh Bible. Like he's gonna. He's in his last season. He's in his last season at Tennessee. On the record. I don't know whose choice it is, but it's on the record. I think he just leaves. I don't care. I think I think we're looking at a Dennis Franchione scenario up there right now. Uh huh. But yeah, I just think that I think that it's rotten at the core there, and I think we're going to start to see that shake out and well I think you know whatever penalties they may encounter from those start to rear their head I think Tennessee is easy fodder for transfer pickoffs um, and I think that there's going to be a job in the Big 12 that he might find easier to go do for a little while until he dis- figures out where he would like to take his next job God. Of course, of all the predictions we've made, that's the one that will come true. Uh, Tennessee, as I just alluded to. Um, And I think Georgia is going to disappoint. I don't think they're going to be terrible. But I think they will be a disappointment given the very, very lofty goals that they have for this year. It is. Welcome to the party, gang. That the Texas A&M is in the weird place where they can only disappoint or win the national championship. That's it. Or at least make the playoffs. I'll give them that. I think if they make the playoffs, I don't think anyone will consider that a disappointment. Now, if it's their fan base, all they have to do is show up. And they have fulfilled their obligation so that that wacky cult can have its meeting. And I picked the same two teams. So, ladies and gentlemen, in Columbia and Oxford, get ready to go three and nine. (laughs) We are the curse. The Hankins curse is a longstanding part of this podcast, and it is undefeated. (sighs) Ugh.